Chris Wendelkin, and this is On The Line, a podcast where I talk with friends of mine living around the country about all things NBA hoops and life and gambling, whatever else. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you're new to the show, you can tweet at me at OnTheLine underscore pod. I'm on Instagram, OnTheLinePod. You can send me any NBA questions, your real life or fantasy questions at OnTheLinePod at gmail.com. Quick shout out to my guy, Rondo. I appreciate the iTunes review. Go Trojans, my dude. My guest today is the very funny Jeffrey James. Jeff is a writer, performer, and filmmaker from Cleveland, Ohio. You've seen his comedy at UCB in LA and on HeadGum and Funny or Die. Without further ado, let's give a call to Jeffrey James. Chris. Jeff. How are you, brother? I'm good. How are you? Grand. You were uh, you were just doing a workout? Yeah, I was just. Uh, I'm coming back from West Hollywood. I was doing the Rise Nation thing. Right, uh, right. enough. Yeah, that, Rise uh, Nation. Does. Nice, yeah. nice, nice, nice. Who was doing that with you? Was it uh, was was it Gabrus and uh, and Billy and the rest of the gang? I w- no, I wish I had more support behind me. I'm dying over there. <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody else is probably uh, feeling better doing their own workout. Yeah, yeah. Wait, so what did they have you doing? What what exactly goes into the rise workout? So it's just it's just the Versa climber. Uh, some people say it's like Soul Cycle, but for your whole body. Oh Jesus! Um, wait, wait. Versa Cycle. That's the thing that you just step. It's just like steps, right? It's just yeah. Yeah, it's steps and moving your arms and then uh, so it's aerobics it is yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's like sometimes the resistance is up and you're getting like a muscle workout uh-huh. i honestly started doing it last summer because of the calves right uh and it's great <laughs> wait so this is something that lebron does he does yeah they they have it at the uh they have the verse climbers at the calves training facilities in uh independence and uh and i just remember i was listening to uh richard jefferson's podcast about it last <laughs> summer and he was just like yeah like there's no way you're going to this place more than twice a week um, so I was like, shit, if it's that, if it's that hard, I want to try it. Wow. 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 Yeah. So how was it? Was it r- really intense? Yeah. It gets easier as you go. It's not as intense. Now I, every time I like, there's like a minute at like the 17 or cause it's only a 30 minute thing, but like 17, eight minutes, 18 minutes when it's not even 20 minutes yet, you're dying. I'm just like, why do I come here? And then afterwards you feel great. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah, they don't have one in New York yet. Um, yeah. But once they get it, you should uh, you should check it out. Yeah, I gotta check it out. Is it like a group class? Yeah, it's a cl- it's class. Yeah. Great. Were there any uh, NBA heads in in the class? Like, you, did, did Actually, you? Actually, yeah, I've uh, I've worked out and or I did a class with um, Channing Fry. Oh, I wish uh, Channing's probably uh, from knowing his personality from the podcast. I doubt that he would go on his own volition. Who's the who's the who's the Kings guy? The Kings guy. He was he was like he was a talked about rookie on the Kings. Uh, like, De'Aaron Fox. Ago. Oh oh. Oh, you're talking about uh, Tyreek Evans? No. No. He he was drafted by the Kings. Wait, hang on. I'm I'm googling this and pulling it up one sec. Uh Isaiah Cousins, Marquise Chris, Willie Cauley-Stein? No. Nick Stauskas, was... Ben McLemore. Ben McLemore, that was it. Oh, tight, tight, tight. You yeah, take yeah. a class with Ben McLemore? Yeah. That's awesome. So <laughs> Some people just drop drop in. Like, uh, I read an article about Glow, uh, how Aunt Allison Brie got in shape for it, and it was for through this thing. So I saw Allison Brie. She was in a class... Oh, that's, Last week. that's kind of notable, <laughs> maybe yeah. more so than Ben Macklemore. Yeah, probably. But yeah. I, she, it was so funny because like I'm dying and she's like getting to like almost 4,000 feet in a yeah. half hour, which is insane. She's not even She's phased. also like 5'3 and I'm 6'1. So it's just right. like, she's like going like, Woo, and I'm like, you know, yeah, it's fun. All right. So Jeff, Jeff, listen, so at the, at the top of the pod here, um, 
you know, we, we don't have a sponsor, but I don't, I don't know. Is there anything that maybe you want to plug? Is there a lot, you know, we're, we're recording. Is there anything you want to plug? Is there like a brand? Is there a product, something that you love that you use in your life all the time? And you're just talking about the class. Um, yeah, I would plug Rise. I would plug Rise Nation. Yeah. Um, anything like m- maybe like an HBO or like a Dunkin' Donuts, like an Allstate Life Insurance. Um, <laughs> Allstate Life Insurance. <laughs> Absolutely. I use it all the time. Yeah. Comes in handy often. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, if if anything comes to you over the course of the pod, feel free to, you know, chime in, whether it's a SeatGeek, whether it's uh, whether it's a Harry's, whether it's a Stamp.com, whether, you know, if, if if it's a Squarespace, whatever it is, feel free to chime in, throw it in. If you have a promo code, anything that can can help my listeners out, um, you know, just just chime in and throw it out there. You know what? You know what? Actually, I just got that's one of those kind of like tech, like startup, you know, companies yeah. where they ship things to you. Is this? It's a. It's and it's. I haven't used it enough <laughs> to justify it necessarily. Yeah. But it's called Morning Recovery. Oh they shit. Just, yeah, you've heard of it? Yeah, I have. What is 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 this a pill? So it's not a pill. It's like a drink that you drink after like so say it's like Saturday night you've been going out drinking and yeah. you like kind of are like I've had too much like it's going to be bad tomorrow right. and I don't want to lose my whole day. Dude, that's so like the, the story of, of my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude. No, but the night of you drink this thing called morning recovery. It's a peach flavored like 10 ounce thing. It sounds gimmicky and it is but like I used it for the first time last weekend and it, it worked. I also don't get hangovers all the time, yeah. but like <laughs> I was like pretty drunk and it worked. Sick, dude. That's awesome. That's awesome, dude. And it tastes fine. You know, it doesn't yeah. taste like medicine. It tastes great. just like kind of like a, like a peach with a little bit more sugar. Right. Great. Awesome. I'm into it. I'm into it. Um, all right, so so for the listeners, just to give the listeners a quick snapshot, we know each other through um, Jake and Amir. Yeah. Um, do you do you ever do you still talk to those guys? Do you ever like see you guys still on speaking terms? Uh, no, I no. tried to cut out cut yeah. off all communication yeah. with them uh, for a number of reasons. I yeah. guess uh, you know envy. You know they're both they're both property owners, and sure. I just couldn't handle that because I'm a renter still. No doubt, obviously. Yeah, same, um, same. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't sure where you, you did guys did. So you guys are just so you're just not talking at all. Um, we'll see each other at uh, at events here at and there. functions, we'll high, but right? Nothing but, you at know, an occasional rise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the yeah. occasional <laughs> rise nation. I actually, I've, uh, Jake has gone a couple times. I've, I've gotten him over there to it's rise. Yeah, because he's a big fitness guy. Sure, he's a fitness head. So, yeah, yeah, we watched... So, if you remember, we watched the Cavs opening night this year with Jake and Amir in their (laughs) garage-like office. And it was the infamous Gordon Hayward game, the the game where Gordon Hayward's ankle snapped in half. I mean... It was... Our whole room was just, like, got up and was like, oh... I, I was definitely glancing at my phone. Like, you know, it's like I was glancing at my phone, which I'm sure like half of America was doing because that's what you like. No one really watches like a live sports anymore. They just sort of like keep it on in the background while they like scroll through the phone. Yeah, that was the first quarter, I think. So it's just Yeah, it was within like like, the first five minutes. And and all I know is this like yelp. Everyone screamed like Jake ran, (laughs) like sprinted in the opposite direction. I looked up and I was like, what's going on, guys? What's going on? (laughs) and then they yeah 
yeah, they did the replay. It was like, oh, literally, he just severed his foot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was really brutal. Yeah, so I was just hoping to do like a little recap on the season for your hometown Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean, it was such a weird beginning to the season <laughs> with that game. But yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, even for LeBron and the Cavs, this season has been there's just been such an incredible amount of turnover and like turmoil and like remaking the roster on the fly, you know, which always happens with the Cavs. But I feel like this year it was really significant. I mean, obviously it's like, it was the search to fill the huge hole left by Kyrie. Kyrie. The the difference I think between this season and the past three is that we've had our, like the past three seasons, it's been, LeBron's the guy, Kyrie's the the like yeah. crunch time guy, and then it's Kevin like, that's Love Batman, is good. When, that's when Robin. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but this year it's like, all right, like we have Le- LeBron's the guy. You know, Kevin has struggled with injuries uh, throughout the season, but he's stepped up. So that's your core. How do we build around that? Which is just, I think, a whole, totally different rebuilding mentality. How many weeks and did Love miss? Do you know? I think he missed us. Uh, Seven. Yeah, it felt like two months. It just felt yeah. like he, he was gone for a while. I mean, yeah. um, to recap, just some of like the headline things that happened with the Cavs this year. So Kyrie Irving was sent to the Celtics for an injured Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, and the Nets 2018 first round pick. They had injuries uh, to just about the entire roster, everyone basically except LeBron. Uh, but the yeah. biggest ones were to Kevin Love and Tristan Thompson. They dealt away six players at the trade deadline and then brought in four new ones. J.R. Smith was suspended for throwing a bowl of soup at an assistant coach. <laughs> Kyle Korver's brother, younger brother, died. He's been like grieving the loss of his brother. Ty Lu had to take a leave of absence to address like a serious health slash like stress issues. Um, you know, it's just it's just crazy. I mean, Isaiah Isaiah came in, Dwayne Wade came in, Derek Rose came in, Jay Crowder came in, Channing Fry. Uh, Iman Shumpert, all these guys eventually got traded. Rodney Hood came in. George Hill has since been added. Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr., a Heat 2020 second-round pick. Um, it's just been so much turnover. <laughs> and I I don't know. where. So where, where are we at now? How do you feel about the Cavs heading into the playoffs? Um, we're definitely better than we, we were. You know, I, obviously, I mean, you could look back at that stretch in, like, December uh, where we'd won, like, I don't know, maybe 20, 21 games in like a row. 15 or 20 games, yeah. 15, yeah, between 15 and 20, and I was just like, oh, you're rolling, and I was like, all right, yeah. we figured it out, and then Isaiah comes back, and just kind of like, then we have to figure it out all over again, and he's trying to do his thing, and I, I don't, he just, there's never a way where Isaiah was going to fit into the Cavs, like, system, or fit in with LeBron. How would you I describe, just, like, the thing that didn't work? Like, why didn't Isaiah work? Is it, was it just boiled, did it boil right down, just like, he wasn't healthy? I, I don't know if it was health, because, I mean, his, I was, I was at the game on January 2nd when he made his debut. He looked good. You were there? But that was, I was there, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, I was back home for the holidays. Yeah. And it. That was kind of like, all right, it's Isaiah's night. But it's like the way he plays is just kind of like it's scrappy ball. It's it's like let me just like slide in between here, like confuse people. Yeah, and that's just not gonna work. With it's like LeBron, a lot of deception. Like, it's like it's yeah. like it's like being the little guy and kind of sneaking around. But he also holds the ball a lot. Like he kind of yeah, he, he needs he's to like dribble. He needs to dribble the ball for like eighteen seconds off the shot clock. He he kind of has yeah. that like Iverson like quality where it's he just needs to like dribble, 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 run into the paint run back out run back in and scoop layup or something yeah and look Le- and Kyrie plays like that sometimes but he does that when it's crunch time and he just like he has yeah. the handles and the size to pull it off and that was more like all right like 
Kyrie's so clutch, like this is his play. But it's like with Isaiah, Isaiah wants to do it, you know, all four quarters. Yeah, and I um, feel like Kyrie could also Kyrie could selectively be that guy, but also like totally function as a spot up shooter. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and, and he knew and, when and granted, to do both. He wasn't necessarily happy doing the spot up thing. Like he really wanted his own team, but it seemed like Isaiah. It, it just looked like to the naked eye that like he wasn't healthy and he wasn't really prepared to just be like, you're going to stand in the corner and launch threes and that's all we're going to have you do. It just seemed yeah. like he wasn't strong enough um, to be doing that yet. Yeah. But I feel, I mean, right now I think we're in a better place just in that, like the team's finally starting to understand how to work together. And like, we've, we've had a few wins uh, towards the end of the season where we were down by, you know, 10 plus deficits the Sixers game we lost you know but we were down by like like 34 I think at a certain yeah. point like come back and it, uh, the final score is like 131 to 128 or whatever it was like that's you know that's promising yeah and that's not playoff LeBron that's not playoff Cavs like even the veterans on this team like you know it's a it's a boring you know storyline but it's like yeah it's boring to play like 82 games when a lot of them don't mean anything and like LeBron even said, like, it doesn't matter what seed they're at, you know? I mean, we'll, we'll get into, like, some of the nitty-gritty with the playoff matchups, but I think they're going to have a harder road this year than they've ever had before. Oh, and, absolutely. And, and it's obviously to be expected because LeBron, you know, he's getting older. Everyone else is, you know, all the young all the young players around him in the Eastern Conference are only getting stronger and better, but it just seems yeah. like they have a lot of holes in the roster, and um, I don't know, man, a lot of these teams in the East just, just look primed and ready and something fluky could happen but before we dig too deep into any of the playoff matchups i just wanted to run through a couple quick headlines with you uh i don't know how much you've looked at the news this morning but uh so the, the knicks fired jeff hornacek um oh wow morning. yeah they fired jeff hornacek so Woj is reporting there are already a couple uh, a couple rumored candidates uh dave fisdale david blatt mark jackson Jay Wright potentially coming out of Villanova. That seems like maybe yeah. a long shot, but um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm a Knicks fan. So for me, it's kind of a welcome change. The Knicks were 60 and 104 under Hornacek. He had the sixth worst record in the NBA over, you know, the last couple <laughs> of years. So it's a, uh, it's a welcome change, but there's going to be, you know, a bunch of, you know, potential or expected coaching vacancies in the next month or so. I mean, not yeah. just the Knicks. I mean, Phoenix, I think they already announced that there's a coaching search underway. Milwaukee, the Bucks, they're going to have an opening. Memphis, uh, Orlando fired Frank Vogel this morning. He was 54 and 110 over two seasons with the Magic. I mean, he was just <laughs> as bad as, as Hornacek. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, there's going to be openings. Um, there are going to be a lot of openings. Charlotte could also be looking for a coach. Stan Van Gundy, I don't know if he's necessarily going to hang on to his job at Detroit. Um, so there's going to be a lot of turn- turnover uh, with coaches. I'm curious to see who's going to be moving where. Yeah, any 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 reaction, any idea to uh, who might be a good fit for, for the Knicks? I I mean, I'd personally love to see Fizdale in New Same. York. I think yeah. he was should not have been fired from Memphis. Like, that's an insane. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was insane. LeBron came out saying like that's he should be co- he need he should be an NBA coach like he has an NBA coach I know uh, and I just think like 
I don't know, like the the Knicks for me have always like still embodied that like old like that like that old style yeah. um, classic way of playing basketball, especially when you know Chris uh, Porzingis is your like the center uh, piece of your offense. Yeah, and like I think I mean obviously he's like a stretch, so it's it's a little bit more dynamic than like what the Grizzlies offense was you know, recently with yeah. Zach Randolph and you know, but I think. I just think he's a smart guy. I think that he is a culture changer in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, and the Knicks are already better, you know, with the, you know, than after firing uh, Phil Jackson. Sure. But I just think it'd be another huge step in the right direction. I, I'm a yeah, big Fizdale guy. I'm, and I think, I'm super, I'd love to see him. I'm super into Fizdale. I'm super into Fizdale. The only thing I worry about him is if he would want the job, to be honest with you. Like, to yeah. me, when I think of Fizdale, I think of him coaching LeBron and Wade in Miami and that was like a veteran heavy team. And he's like, Fisdale is such a grinder. He's such a defensive whiz. I kind of wonder if he isn't going to be more interested in like basically a playoff ready team. Um, yeah. And part of me thought, I was like, God, I could kind of see, I, I feel like you have a better sense of what's going on in, in Cleveland than I do. But if, if the Cavs were if the Cavs missed the finals, if they got eliminated before the finals and LeBron agreed to stay in Cleveland, I could see a scenario maybe where, I don't know, Ty Lue stepped down and Fisdale stepped in. Um, like to, I, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, LeBron... Me, to me, it seems like LeBron has a relationship with Fisdale. And um, I mean, obviously that's total speculation and conjecture, but I, 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 it does make me wonder if Fisdale would be interested in a job like the Knicks where it's going to be like, all right, well, you're going to lose for a couple of years. You got to be cool with like just developing young guys. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't see the Cavs firing Lou in favor of hiring Fisdale. Yeah. Unless we go up in the second round or like you said, the conference finals. Like I, I just, I don't know if I see that happening. Lue, I think is a much better coach give him credit for and i think lebron yeah. likes him more than people think yeah the joke of like lebron being the coach of the team will always be there but oh yeah no 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 i know i just sort of wondered i was like i i i, I kind of I, I i just wonder if the Cavs disappoint if ty Lu doesn't just say like eh screw it i i should focus on my health the team could use like a different voice in the room we've already won a championship Maybe I'll do media stuff for a year or two. But again, yeah. that's like total projection and conjecture on my part. So, you know, who knows? Other story that I looked at this morning was uh, Markel Fultz. Uh, I don't know if you if you watched the Sixers game last night, but Markel Fultz became the youngest player in NBA history to have a triple-double. Yeah. Uh, 13 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and 25 minutes off the bench. Um, he's been playing well, man. He's, he's actually been playing well the last, whatever it was, 10, 15 games that he played. Um, I've been pretty pretty impressed with him and I'm optimistic and I'm kind of hopeful he puts it together because God he had such a disaster start to the season so I mean I'll be honest the the Sixers scare me as a Cleveland fan like yeah. not this year like yeah. do I think there's a chance like a, a pretty good chance that we see them in the conference finals yes do I think they have a chance of beating us I don't know slim to none depends on injuries uh but they just don't have the experience I, I mean but you know Embiid Ben Simmons that's like that's a scary one too, you know. And I oh, think, sure, I think Ben Simmons is that next generational player. You know, you look at this season, and you know, it reminds me a lot of like LeBron's, you know, two thousand three, yeah. two thousand four season. I was going to ask you and, about that because you know the, the rap on Simmons is that he can't shoot, 
And I don't think it was nearly as pronounced when LeBron came into the league, but that was the one hang up on him was like, well, I don't know if he can hit a three pointer, you know, like it, it, it seemed like, you know, his, his initial advantage as an 18 year old kid, 19 year old kid was that he was just massive and so strong and athletic. Do you see any, any of the parallels there with Simmons and LeBron? I, I do. I think the biggest difference is that it's a it's a shooter's league now, more way more so than it was in yeah. the like early aughts. But I think uh, I mean you look at, like two thousand like nine, like it, he that he Lebrick, you know that was his nickname for so long. Cause he really missed. Yeah, like he, oh, he, God, there was. I, I don't even remember that. that. That was like the late aughts, like just like he kept like missing huge shots and stuff. But I think Simmons. I mean, you know, look, now look at him. LeBron's in his fifteenth year if Simmons really is like next LeBron or the next echo of LeBron, the way he plays, like LeBron is shooting threes at a more efficient rate than Steph this season. You know what I mean? Wow. Or that, that, that's, that was another headline that was coming out. They put the, together this chart where it was like, they measured like three different things, but it was the volume of shots and, and the efficiency of his shooting. And it was like, he was a more efficient three point shooter than Steph this season. Really? LeBron? Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's very, he worked on a shot with uh Corver. Oh, there you go. There you go. Good yeah. old Corver. Um, the other thing I, I was looking at this morning was um, Joel Embiid said it's unlikely that he's going to play in game one of the playoffs against the Heat this weekend, but he should be back after that with the uh, with with the mask. Have you seen Have you seen any of the photos of the mask that he's going to be wearing? Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Dude, but that's kind of like, <laughs> I mean, he's a he's a jokester. So I, I know. Think it's like it's just going to be a funny thing. Yeah, dude. It's so, I feel like it's very on brand for him. (laughs) Yeah. He just looks so absurd, (laughs) but, um, yeah, he's going to be, he's going to be back for the playoffs. He broke a bone right around his left eye in a collision with Markel Fultz a couple of weeks ago and he had surgery back on March 31st. So, um, yeah, I'm curious to see how he plays. I mean, the, the, the 76ers have looked great. They've won, I think, what is it? 15 or 16 games in a row. They've looked, I mean, without Embiid, they've looked unstoppable. So I'm super excited to see them match up against the heat. Let's just hop into some of the playoff matches and, uh, talk, talk about some of these matches coming up. So, um, in the East, I'll give you the one through the eight seed, and then we'll talk about each one of these matchups. But here's how the seeding sh- shakes out. So we have uh, Toronto as the one seed, Boston as the two, Philadelphia as the three, Cleveland as the four, Indiana as the five, Miami as the six, Milwaukee as the seven, and Washington as the eighth seed. So um, looking at that first matchup between the Raptors and the Wizards, I'm curious, any thoughts you have, who you got, and, and how many games you have them in? Um, I the Raptors in six or seven. Raptors in six uh, or seven. John Wall is is a force to be reckoned with, to be honest. And like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Wizards gave the Raptors a little bit of a run for their money. I, I, I it, it's it, that's also been a storyline this season. Like, dinosaurs. Like, I'm not. I don't think. I don't view the the Raptors as that big of a contender. Really? Uh, are they Are they a good team? Yes. Are they a well coached team? Absolutely. But when it comes playoff time, I feel like the Wizards get better and the Raptors get either the same or worse. Okay. So the Raptors, I mean, yeah, the Raptors have all sorts of pressure on them in this postseason. You know, they, they're they facing a team in the Wizards that they've just had like a really rocky season. There's been a lot of weird mojo with, with like chemistry on the Wizards and John Wall, like people saying that maybe he's not the greatest teammate. teammate. They've lost, uh, I think it's 14 of their last 21 games. Um, so the, the wizards have been kind of hitting a rough patch to say the least. 
And uh, I don't know. I, I'm taking the I'm taking the uh, the Raptors here in five. I think it's actually going to be a little less competitive than you're saying. But I'm curious. I mean, it's hard to count out John Wall. So, but you have uh, you have you have the Raptors in six or seven? Yeah, six okay. or seven. Okay, fair enough. All right. So then we have in the two seven matchup, we have the Celtics and the Bucks. Um, Boston is without Kyrie for the rest of the playoffs, and they're also out yeah. without Marcus Smart until late April. So they're going to have their hands full against the Bucks here. Um, I don't know. Do you have? It, can can you make a case for Giannis and the Bucks making? Uh, you know, for upsetting the Celtics. This this one's one of the matchups that maybe interests me the most. Yeah. Just because we, I mean, we've seen the Celtics without Kyrie for a few, uh, I, I guess, a few weeks now. But we've also seen the Bucks be, you know, maybe not live up to the expectations that at least I had for them this yeah. season. So I think it's going to be pretty even. Yeah. You know, so we'll, it, it's honestly either either team series to take. I would say maybe it goes to seven games. And, I can see and it. I, I might give them the Bucks, the Bucks a slight wow. edge just because they yeah. have Giannis in, in, in a, a hard to defend, you know, lengthy, you know, player kind of like uh, Durant. Wow, so you're taking the Bucks in seven? I think so. It might okay. be a bold prediction, but I'm a I bold guy. I love that, dude. I love that. I'm taking the Celtics in six, but part of me really, I, I can easily imagine this going seven games and anything can happen in seven games. All right, so in the three six, we have Philly versus the Miami Heat. Um, you know, Philly's coming in as the hottest, basically the hottest team in the league. They've won 16 games in a row. Um, they're without Joel Embiid for the first game after he, you know, he fractured the orbital bone beneath his eye. But I mean, I, I don't know. Do you think, is there a, can you make a case for the heat or, or is this Philly just steamrolling them in, in four or five games? Yeah. I mean, I'll never be a big heat guy, uh, sure. <laughs> for obvious reasons, <laughs> but, um, but also for, you know, I just don't think they have a deep enough roster, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think I think Sixers in five, dude. Uh, maybe an underrated storyline here though is this is Embiid versus Whiteside. Those guys hate each other, and I am looking forward to some fireworks in round one between Embiid and Whiteside. Those guys are big time foes. So um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to uh, to see Embiid in the big stage. And then in the four or five, we have the Cavs versus the Pacers. Uh, you know, LeBron is no stranger to this team, the Pacers. They've played each other a couple of times over the years in the playoffs. But this is like a totally different version of that rivalry. You know, like yeah. Paul George is not there. Um, it's it's a totally different thing. This is a scrappy Pacers team. Can you make a case for the Pacers lengthening the series at all? Uh, I mean, we, we've struggled against the Pacers this season a little bit. I mean, Victor Oladipo, when he is gets in that competitive mindset, can be a problem, especially within the system. Like you said, this like scrappy like Pacers, like not only uh, defense but offense, and and they're a very good rebounding team. So I think I think they might push it to six, but I, I'm going to say Cavs in five. All right, I got Cavs in five. Um, all right, so that's the East. Out in the West, uh, we have Houston as the one seed, Golden State as the two, Portland as the three, Oklahoma City as the four, Utah as the five seed, the Pelicans as the six seed, San Antonio as the seventh, and Minnesota won the playing game last night. They're the eighth seed. So um, did you see that game last night, by the way, between Minnesota and I didn't see and the Denver? game. I saw the oh, highlights. God, it looked dude. insane. It was 
electric. It was so <laughs> exciting. It was it was really one of the most fun regular season uh, NBA games that I've seen in a long time. So that first series, uh, Houston versus Minnesota. You know, give me a thought here. The Rockets dominated the season series against the T Wolves. Um, but, you know, Jimmy Butler only played, I think, in one of those games. Uh, he tore his meniscus during the second matchup, I think. So, I don't know. Can, can you make a case for the T-Wolves lengthening the series? Maybe Jimmy Butler drags those guys across the finish line? I don't know. I, honestly, I think it's Rockets. Uh, it's a Rocket sweep. Wow. Rocket sweep? I, I First of all, I think the Wolves haven't had Jimmy Butler back long enough to, to adjust back to that. I think... Yeah. I think the Rockets are like the way that I, I mean, people get talking about it is like, can the, the Wolves beat, you know, the, the Rockets in a certain amount of games within two weeks? I don't think so. I think the Rockets are just too, they're too, they're just, they've, they've dominated not only the Wolves, but the entire league all, all year. And they're the team to beat. I think it's, it'll be a breeze for them first, uh, first round. A breeze, a breeze. Yeah. Wow. I think so. I'm taking Houston in six, but I think actually this is going to be a much more interesting series than it might seem on face value. I know Houston has played incredible all year. I just think Minnesota, I think the whole West is much closer than people realize. Like I think the difference between really seeds two through eight is not that great. And I actually don't even like, I, I think Houston can be beat. And um, I don't know. I think I think Towns is going to give um, Capella trouble in the middle in in playing in the middle. I think Jimmy Butler is just going to drag those guys across the finish line a little bit. I think he's going to try to lock down Harden. I think it's I don't know. I'm I'm really excited for that series. I think it's going to be one of the most competitive one versus eight series that we've ever seen. Maybe I, I could see it being competitive each game, but yeah. I, I can't see you think the Wolves coming Houston's out, pull it on out top every time. of any of those games. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. In the two seven, we have Golden State versus San Antonio. Uh, it's a rematch of last year's Western Conference Finals, but you know Golden State is without Steph Curry, um, and also the Spurs are without Kawhi Leonard. So <laughs> it's like you know it's a rematch of last year's Western Conference Finals, but it's like a shell of what that matchup actually is. Um, yeah. I don't know. Give me a thought. Can you make a case for the Spurs? I, I don't know what's going on with the Spurs. I don't know what's going on with Kawhi. I mean, it just seems like there's so much drama with them, and and there's which is so weird to see out of San Antonio because they're usually the drama-free machine, you know. Right, right, right. Um, and I think that that's getting to pop. I think everything I seem to read from coming out of San Antonio is not great. I think it's probably Golden State in five. Golden State in five. Uh, okay, maybe six. I have Golden State. Five. I have Golden State in six. Um. I just feel like if there's anyone that can scheme and maybe cause some trouble, it's Pop. Uh, I am putting some faith in Popovich. I'm giving Greg Pop two games here, and then I, I imagine Golden State will figure it out. But I don't know, man. I I think there's some weird mojo surrounding the Warriors. I don't anticipate them making the finals. So I'm, I agree. I'm, I'm really curious how this uh, opening series shakes out. In the 3-6, we have Portland versus uh, the Pelicans. The Trailblazers lost seven of their last 12 games, um, but they won the, the regular season finale against Utah last night, so now they're the three seed. Um, I don't know. Can you make a case? Can you make a case for uh, Anthony Davis and the Pelicans making making some noise against the, the Trailblazers? I think it'll be a fun series. I think, I mean, Boogie is out still, correct? Yep. 
Yeah, I, I think with Boogie, I would almost give the Pelicans the edge. But I, I don't know. I like the I like the Trailblazers. I like Dame. I think he also has a, like John Wall. He has a playoff mode, and and can be pretty clutch and 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 bring the energy for the entire team to rally around. I yeah. think CJ is is a uh, is an amazing player, and and I, I think they're going to fight. I think um, two very different teams, obviously. So that's why it's going to be one of the most interesting first round series, in my opinion. But uh, I'm a, I mean, I like Portland. Um, uh, you know, Marty from Headgum yeah. is a, is a huge Blazers yeah. guy, so I gotta, I gotta help him out. I think I think Blazers in seven. Yeah, that's what I got. I got Blazers in seven. But part of me, man, I don't know. The Pelicans are pulling on my heartstrings here. You know, Anthony Davis has since since Boogie went down. Anthony Davis is averaging thirty points, eleven rebounds, and three blocks a game. Um, it's insane. It's insane. Three blocks a game Three is blo- insane. Yeah, it's just, he's just playing at an unconscionable level. So uh, I'm super psyched for this series. I, I got Portland in seven, but I if you're going to game seven, it's really it's a coin flip. It's anyone's series to win. Um, yeah. In the four or five, we got Oklahoma City and Utah. Uh, Jazz, the Jazz boasted the NBA's best defense uh, for the final few months. But, you know, this is like a star-studded Thunder lineup. They finished tenth in offensive ranking, uh, offensive rating in the NBA. Um, who do you have here? I have Oklahoma City in six, uh, but can you make a case for the Jazz? I, I, I would also say OKC in six. I think uh, you know, like you said, it's a defensive-minded team versus an offensive-minded team. But I think the the difference will be uh, playoff experience. Yeah. Uh, Donovan Mitchell being the centerpiece yep. of the Jazz right now. A great player. I'm a huge Donovan Mitchell fan. Love him. Uh, I, I like him for rookie of the year over Ben Simmons. Just, I mean, just cause like, I don't know. I, I kind of buy the rookie argument. Um, but I don't know. I'm not mad at either. That's a whole different conversation. Yeah. But I think, I think the playoff experience will be the difference ma- maker in this, uh, in this series. And I think, uh, you know, Russ has a playoff mode. Yeah. Paul George has a playoff mode. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're looking at, you know, there's the se- regular season series, what happened in the regular season, what the records are, what the seedings are. But it's a whole another season. That's the way I look yeah. at it. It's like it's, everybody's zero zero. Yeah. And you have set. You have four games to win. Yeah. Move on. You know. I think it's the, there's. I don't see the uh, Jazz just, beating the Thunder. I four just times don't know. I, I think it's only fair to expect Donovan Mitchell to be less effective in the postseason than in the regular season. And uh, I mean, he's a rookie. This is the first time he's doing it. So I I, yeah. I feel like you have to account for some regression in his performance. And if that's the case, it's like. Can you imagine a scenario where uh, someone else on the Utah Jazz is the reason why they're winning the series other than Donovan Mitchell? And for me, as good as Gobert is on the defensive end, I just don't think I can, I can do it. I, I, I can't really imagine a, a way that one of those guys is going to be outplaying Paul George, Russ, and Carmelo. So I got OKC yeah, and I agree. Six. Um, all right, so those those are the first round matchups. I want to ask you about the most like the teams that you most fear in these playoffs. I'm talking about the teams with like the highest variance, the highest potential and upside. Sort of like the the team with the greatest unknown quantity. Um, you know, for me, like off the top of my head, it's Philly. It's like these guys. You know, what what can we expect from the young guys? How good can him be play? Can he be an all NBA level guy post facial, you know, fracture? Um, how how effective can Ben Simmons be even if he doesn't have a knockdown jumper? I'm super curious about the 76ers. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, that's definitely like the, the, the 
you know, the story right now. And I obviously I agree uh, just because the Cavs, this whole season, a question mark, you know, so I think if the Sixers, it's, I think it's the Cavs conference to lose. If we lose the Eastern Conference finals to the to the Sixers, I don't know necessarily if it'll be because of how good the Sixers are. I think it might just be because of how we didn't bring it or how we weren't prepared in, in, in various ways. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, I also this, this, think if the Sixers make it to the finals, they're getting swept no matter who they play. The Sixers kind of remind me a little bit of just from a potential standpoint, they remind me a little bit of when OKC had the big three of KD Harden and Westbrook, where it was like, yeah, they're almost so young and so good. They don't even realize what's going on. And there's like an ignorance is bliss kind of thing. And I, I, I agree. agree. I could see them getting to the finals and getting swept just because they're really not prepared to be there. And like they're, they're playing some veteran team. Um, yeah. The other, you know, there are some other really high variance teams. I, for me, it's, it's one of the teams we were just talking about the Pelicans with Anthony Davis. For me, it's like, you know, they're playing the, the trailblazers. Anthony Davis is going to be the best player in that series. I mean, and, and it's totally conceivable as much as I love Lillard and McCollum and they are phenomenal players. It's totally conceivable that, you know, the unibrow can put together four transcendent games and beat those guys. Um, you know, Portland is the ninth best team in defensive, defensive, uh, efficiency, but, um, I don't know, man. Can you can can you imagine a scenario where the, uh, Anthony Davis just has a monster series and and does like something historic? I, I mean, I absolutely could, but the, I think the thing is, is that's what it's going to require. You know, I think you know some of these nights where historic he's putting up forty stuff. and twenty, yeah, you know, thirty five, fifteen. That's what it's going to require out of them every night. And same thing with the Cavs. Like LeBron's got to be the guy because you know he doesn't have much of a supporting cast. Yep. Anthony Davis has an aging Rondo. Uh, they still have Tyreek Evans, or is he on the Kings? Uh, Tyreek. No, Tyreek Evans is on the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So even I don't know. I I don't follow the Pelicans that that much, but I, uh, you know, I think it's going to take those kinds of games from him, which I think he's he's definitely capable of doing, and he's not. He doesn't have that much mileage on his bones where it's going to like take him out of, yeah. you know, winning a next series after that. But, yeah. you know, they're going to be an interesting storyline. I'm not scared of them. Okay. Or like, I don't I don't see them as a huge threat to I mean, because even if look, if they beat the Blazers, Houston is waiting for them. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, the other team for me is Houston. I mean, when we're talking about most feared unknown quantity teams, um, you know, like let's be real. D'Antoni, Mike D'Antoni's teams have had a history of choking in the playoffs. Um, you know, those those Suns teams, which were historic level offenses for that period of time, never could beat the Spurs or the Lakers in the big spot, right? And James Harden, like l- like love it or hate it, James Harden totally was a, a no show last year in Game Six versus the Spurs. So for me, Houston has a huge target on their back. They have so much to prove. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I think they uh, everything suggests that they should be in the Western Conference Finals, but I also think that they they there's a good potential for them to disappoint. Like, am I am I crazy there in thinking that? I think you're uh, as history has shown you're not. Yeah. I think for me there's something different about this Rockets team. There's a grit, there's something that maybe Chris Paul has brought to it. The there's, Chris Paul I mean, factor. Clint, yeah, and I mean Clint Capella's better. Uh, I just think that they're not who they were last year at all. I yeah. think they 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 strike seem to strike the fear into 
other teams that the Warriors did last year. Yeah. Um, and I, I just see them as a really solid uh, team with a good system, balanced defensively and offensively. I mean, look, this is the I think the, one of the highest rated offensive teams in the past 15 years. I think I was there was, was like the second rated second best offensive team behind, uh, I think, one of the Warriors teams or something. I don't know. They're they're insane offensively yeah, yeah and they and it, and it's not uh an imbalanced team they're also amazing on defense and I, I just think that i mean look i have the rockets potentially winning it all i think okay. they i i mean we'll see it, it all depends on how steph does but i think i have them beating the warriors i'm just saying man time. i'm just saying i think there's the potential where something could go wrong and if it goes wrong we're going to look back and be like, well, there is some evidence here. There is some, there is some evidence here based on history that like D'Antoni teams could never get over the hump. James Harden sort of like was a complete no show last year in game six in a deciding moment. So I'm just, I'm planting the seed. I agree. I expect them to be in, in, in the finals, but I'm just saying there's a chance. There is a chance. Yeah. Um, That's what I love about this year's playoffs too, is the there's best. a chance for, Everything, Almost anything. Everything. It's not, everything and anything. It's not written. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have you have another couple minutes? Can I ask you some gambling stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So um, the playoffs begin Saturday, this Saturday, April 14th. Jeff, I got some individual player props for you. A couple guys you might be familiar with. I'm going to ask you some over-unders for stat lines. So this, right. this Saturday, we got Durant at home versus San Antonio. I want over or under six assists. I think over. Okay, great. John Wall at Toronto on Saturday over under 35 combined points, rebounds, and assists. Um, under. Under. Markel, I don't know if he'll have to do that much. Markel Fultz versus Miami on Saturday. Over under 20 points, rebounds, and assists. Um, points, rebounds, assists. Over. Over. They won't have Embiid. Fun. Uh, Anthony Davis at Portland on Saturday. The Unibrow at Portland <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> o- over under 50 combined points, rebounds, assists, and blocks. Oh, over. Over. He's at least going to get 30, give, give 35 Give me a stat points. line. Yeah, yeah. Give me a stat okay, line. Okay, I'm going to say 30, 36. Mm-hmm. How many rebounds? Seven. Uh... 16. Holy shit. Okay, so we're going, He's then he's a monster. Uh, it, he is, I think he absolutely is a monster. I think he's going to come out. Wait, uh, wait, suss out, suss out this, suss out this, uh, this stat line. So what you said, 36, 16, and what else? How many assists and how many blocks? Uh, six and uh, three. Jesus Christ. And did they win that game? I think they still lose that. Jesus. Game. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. 36, 16, 6, and 3, and they still lose, says Jeff. Um, all right. How about Lillard, Lillard, and McCollum? Lillard and McCollum versus New Orleans. It's the same game. Lillard and McCollum mm-hmm. versus New Orleans on Saturday, over under 60 combined points. Uh, under. Under. Uh, Giannis at Boston on Sunday, over under. Oh, that's gonna be a fun series. Yeah, I'm just dude. About this now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> over <laughs> under forty two combined points, rebounds, and assists. Forty two. Hmm. I I say under. Under. Yeah. What's his line look like? It's got to be under forty two. 
How many points? I'm thinking like maybe 28. 28. Uh, 10. 10. And like f- 5. Does that... I think that might be 43. That, oh, is it? 28. What did you say? 28, 10, and 5? Oh, shit. That's yeah, 43. Uh, then, then we're going yeah, over 42. Okay. LeBron versus Indiana on Sunday. Um, over, under, 47 combined points, rebounds, and assists. Um, over. Over. Donovan Mitchell at Oklahoma City on Sunday. Over, under, 25 points. You're taking over. The over, over. Yeah, I think I think he's gonna. I think first round. I think he's gonna be confident. Wow. Yeah, what does he have to lose? He's, there, there really aren't a lot of expectations around Utah, so I think that's what's gonna be fun about that. Team. Wow. Okay, and then last one for you: Harden versus Minnesota on Sunday. Over under ten free throw attempts. Um. I mean, over. He's over. a star. They yeah. get more calls. He's gonna get everything, huh? Yeah. Okay. All right, so uh, I'm going to give you odds to win the East and win the West. What I'm looking for from you here is give me your best low-risk, high-reward scenario that you like on the board. So to win the East, these are the odds. Cleveland is plus 125, meaning if you bet $100 and you're correct, you you get $125 back. So you're just making 25 bucks. Toronto is plus 150. Philadelphia is six to one. Boston is twenty to one. Indiana is thirty-three to one. Milwaukee is thirty-three to one. Miami is forty to one, and Washington is fifty to one. Is there something you like in there? Low risk, high reward. I mean, for me, it's Philly, right? It's 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 got to be. Throw a hundred bucks at that, to, and if you're right, you win six hundred. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go. You gotta go with Philly because right. I think. I mean, I think no doubt it's Philly, Cleveland, and the Eastern Conference Finals. So then sure. it's like narrowed down from there. Yeah, Philly. Great. Um, all right, to win the West, I have Golden State at plus 100. So you're just breaking even. Um, <laughs> Houston is plus 125. Uh, Oklahoma City is 20 to one. Portland is 25 to one. Uh, San Antonio is 33 to one. Utah is 33 to one. New uh, New Orleans is sixty six to one, and Minnesota is eighty to one. Low um, risk, high reward. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm tempted to say OKC, but I'll probably just I'll go with Houston. Houston, huh? Houston. I mean, I mean, why bet on the Warriors at all? First of all, well, we're all, not, no, like, you're not betting. You're not allowed to bet on the Warriors. I, I'm yeah. refusing. Yeah, none of my guests are allowed to bet on the Warriors. Um, but it's like Houston is enough of. You get a little bit. I mean, I just I can't bet on OKC because I don't believe in them. Okay, so we're not betting much. on OKC. What about what about freaking like? Can we bet on the Pelicans at sixty six to one, dude? If we put a hundred bucks on the Pelicans going to the to to win the West, they don't even have to win the finals; they just get to the finals. If we put a hundred bucks on that, we're coming home with six thousand six hundred dollars. It's just yeah, not. You're gonna, not interested. Yeah, you're just I mean, not interested. I'm not wow. looking at it. I'm, wow. I'm gonna win. I'm looking at it. I'm gonna uh-huh. lose hundred dollars. All right, you're going. You're going with the low risk stuff. Um, yeah. All right. So to win the NBA Finals, here are your odds: Golden State plus one forty, Houston plus one seventy five. Then I got the Cavs seven to one, the Raptors eight to one, Philly twenty to one, Oklahoma City forty to one, Boston fifty to one, Portland fifty to one, San Antonio sixty six to one, Utah sixty six to one, 
Indiana, 100 to 1. Milwaukee, 100 to 1. New Orleans, 125 to 1. Uh, <laughs> Miami, 150 to 1. Anything you like in there? Don't tell me Golden State. Just don't tell me Golden State. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, look, I got to take Cleveland. Yeah. Hey, 7 to 1 odds. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean not terrible, but I'm know, not mad a at little that. bit high, high reward, and you got to go for the hometown. All right. Listen, before I let you go, uh, we're going to play a little game. It's called... Uh, who am I? So I'm just going to give you the height and weight of two players, and I want you to tell me which one is which. So player okay. player A is six foot eight, and he weighs 250 pounds. Six foot eight, 250 pounds. Player B is six foot six, 265 pounds. Which one is LeBron, and which one is Rob Gronkowski? Well, I know that I know six eight is LeBron, so the other one's Rob. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So there you go. All right. Yeah. So that's it. Uh, player A is LeBron. Player B is Gronk. Jeff, uh, where can people find you online? What's your Twitter? What's your Twitter handle at? Uh, yeah. So Twitter is at Don't Play No James. It's like Don't Play No Games, but yeah, with James. But with James. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, Instagram is uh, I am Jeffrey James. Jeffrey's with a G. And Beautiful. then uh, if you go to YouTube.com/slash/headgum, I do sketch comedy there. Great. Uh, and that's basically my whole shtick. Awesome. Jeff, thanks for hopping on the pod, man. This is a lot of fun. And I will touch base with you, I don't know, sometime later in the playoffs. Absolutely. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. It was a lot of fun. All right. That was the conversation with Jeffrey James. Jeff, thanks for talking. That was a lot of fun, man. My name's Chris Wendelkin. This is On The Line. You can tweet at me at OnTheLine underscore pod. Send me your questions at OnTheLinePod at gmail.com. Enjoy the playoffs. And I will talk to you next week. <laughs>